Hey guys, I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And did you have fun with that week of Big 12 football yesterday? My goodness gracious. We are right now, of course, on the podcast. We are on Facebook Live. We are on Periscope as well. And we will be taking your comments here throughout the show as we recap a wild week of Big 12 football. And by the way, uh, let's be sure to note as well that we're brought to you by MyBookie.com, a 100% sign-up bonus right now at MyBookie. Use the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus at MyBookie.com. Helps us out a lot, and uh, they're a great partner for us and the show. So just when you thought the Big 12 could not get any more insane, that's exactly what happened on Saturday. So let's start, of course, with the craziest upset of the day. I mean, you could make a case it was Texas, Texas Tech with how that game ended. But let's start off with the first game of the day and go in order from there. And that's Oklahoma and Kansas State. K-State was down 28-7 to in the third quarter. Now, I had picked K-State to cover the 28-point spread. I was I was feeling pretty good about that leading up to kickoff. I just thought the number was too big. It was uh, the largest underdog K-State had been since 2009. That's the last time the Wildcats were a 28-point dog in a game. So I said, you know what? I feel good about it. They'll bounce back. Week one was awful, but usually teams make a large improvement game one to game two. So I felt good about the plus 28. I wasn't feeling good in the third quarter when K-State was down 28-7. to I admit I was not feeling good at all. And then the comeback starts happening. Skylar Thompson, you know, you can't put enough of a premium and value on senior quarterback leadership. You saw it in the K-State game with Skylar Thompson, and then you saw it in the Texas game with Sam Ellinger. And Skylar Thompson, down 28-7 on the road, to finish this game 18-25 for over 300 passing yards, uh, a passing touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns on a bad calf, by the way, was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was just so impressive. And here's a guy now that has done something that nobody else has done. No one else has done this at Kansas State, and that's get three top ten wins. But Skylar Thompson has done that. I mean, put him in the elite. I don't think he's going to go down as we look back on K-State football history with the Michael Bishops or the Colin Kleins because the teams did not have the same type of success. But when you think about what Skylar Thompson has done since getting the starting job last year, I mean, let's be honest, Bill Snyder did not treat the guy well when he was in that quarterback battle. I thought that he should have been the number one guy two years ago in Snyder's last year. Snyder really never gave him that respect. But he has proven that he can be a leader for a Power 5 team, and he showed that on Saturday. The defense also stepped up in the second half of that game, and Spencer Rattler, the redshirt freshman for the Oklahoma Sooners, he was rattled. And that's why this year I thought that, and I'll talk more about this during our podcast throughout the week, but I thought that the Big 12 championship game could end up being a pair of seven and two teams. Because this was the year, if you were going to pick off OU, if you were anybody in the Big 12, this was going to be the year with a redshirt freshman quarterback, and OU does not have its traditional home field advantage because nobody has really any home field advantage. But certainly not OU, who has one of the best home field advantages in all of America. So you combine the redshirt freshman with the lack of home field, and then, of course, you win the turnover battle 4 nothing if you're Kansas State. 
and you're feeling great about yourself. But 38-35, Kansas State, of course, pulling off the upset over the Oklahoma Sooners. And boy, was that a wild game to watch. Uh, <laughs> Facebook Live, Victor writes, fire Lincoln Riley. Good one there, Vic. You know that's not happening. We all know that's not happening. A uh, lot of questions about the Baylor game on Periscope. I'll get to that here coming up. Don't worry about it. We're just going game by game here. But how about K-State as well? This is just their second win in program history against a top three AP poll team. The only other time that they had done that was the 2003 Big 12 Championship. So there you go. Uh, that was unbelievable for Kansas State, but really a bad loss for OU. I thought OU would drop a game this year. I didn't think it'd be to a team that just lost to Arkansas State. Maybe we should give some more respect to Arkansas State, but still, this is just going to be a, a nuts year uh, for college football based on all the COVID issues and you know lack of preparation for some of these teams. And you saw that on full display Saturday and not just the Big 12, but, you know, frankly, across the entire country. So it was just wild to watch. Alvin writes, go K-State. Absolutely, Alvin. I mean, you guys should be fired up. And Chris Kleiman, I mean, who would have thought Chris Kleiman could get himself two straight wins over Oklahoma to start his career? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable uh, Matt writes, Pete, how about Lincoln Riley finally going to have to coach up a quarterback? You know, I, I think Spencer Rattler is going to be a stud, but you did see him in that second half. You know, he showed those freshman jitters. He showed those freshman jitters. There's no question about it. Victor, uh, the OU defense needs to do a much better job creating turnovers. I know Alex Grinch talked about that yesterday for Oklahoma. And basically it was like, dude, you've, you've been hammering on turnovers for two years and your team still isn't really doing it. And he took all the blame. He put it all himself. He said, that's on me. I got to do a better job. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. So Grinch, the defensive coordinator for the Sooners, did the right thing and uh, put the blame on his shoulders because that's where it does belong. But it was a defensive meltdown. It just felt like OU kind of took the foot off the pedal, so to speak, and, and that is unlike anything I've seen from a Lincoln-Riley coach team here over the past uh, couple of seasons. So big upset to start the game, start the day in the Big 12. Uh, game two in the conference, TCU. Iowa State, the Cyclones, pull off a 37-34 win. Throw your comments right now on Periscope and Facebook Live. We'll get to all of them. Um, Iowa State's defensive line is so damn good. Jaquan Bailey, three and a half sacks in the first half. He is now Iowa State's all-time sack leader. Latrell Bankston, this is a guy who came in from junior college. We actually listed him. We did in the offseason, uh, 10 newcomers to watch, one for each team in the Big 12. And Latrell Bankston at defensive tackle was our guy uh, for Iowa State. And he has proven time and time again. I see him in the backfield. It feels like every other play. It's unbelievable. And Iowa State's shifting in like seven, eight guys on that defensive line. And it is so impressive to watch. And they're mostly using a three-man front. So they have so much depth on that line, does Iowa State. Joshua Bailey, I mean, the list goes on for the Cyclones who got a win. Now, if you told me yesterday that TCU would score 34 points, I'd say Iowa State would lose by 10 to 15. That did not happen. So um, that was surprising to me that this game had a combined what? Uh, put it together here with me real quick. 71 points. 
I, I would have taken the under in the game. I thought it was going to be a 21-17 game. So I was off on that. I did think Iowa State was going to win. I did pick them to cover. So my pick started off against the spread 2-0 and yesterday. Um, and Brees Hall is proven to be arguably the best running back in the Big 12. It's not the best backfield in the Big 12, but he has proven to be, I think right now, the best running back in the Big 12. 154 yards, three touchdowns, 8.6 yards per carry against a Gary Patterson run defense when his offensive line was missing two starters. That is damn impressive for Brees Hall. Uh, so Brock Purdy got that offense back on track, got him moving. But, I, I, you know, Iowa State, it feels like – there's something that you can always look to and be really concerned about. And when you're missing extra points, I thought it'd bite them. I thought it would bite me against my spread of two and a half. It didn't, thank goodness. But there still are things for Matt Campbell and this Cyclones team to clean up. But the good news for Matt Campbell is that it's almost Brocktober. Uh, next week, they welcome in the Sooners. Of course, you'd rather have OU coming off a win and not a loss. But uh, either way, Matt Campbell and and Brock Purdy are heading into Brocktober next week. And um, that is always a dangerous time for opponents of the Iowa State Cyclones. For TCU in the loss, you got to like Max Duggan coming in in the second half at quarterback, six weeks post-heart surgery, and finishing 16 for 19, 241 yards and three touchdowns. Now, I saw Duggan last year in person up in Ames, Iowa, for that game that was delayed by rain and thunderstorms, and he did not look anything like the guy he was in the second half yesterday. Uh, If he is that guy, now I think Iowa State has some things to clean up in the back end of that defense, but if he is that guy that we saw in the second half, TCU's uh, season can, can be a success. They can win seven games if that Max Duggan shows up every week and if he is healthy enough to perform like he did yesterday in that game. And while the last couple of weeks, a lot of us, myself included, have been critical of Matt Campbell and the Cyclones, how about this for a little stat on Matt Campbell? Iowa State is 9-5 and five in their last 14 Big 12 road games. Not 14 Big 12 games, 14 Big 12 road games. If you told an Iowa State fan five years ago, you'd have a head coach and he'd go 9-5 and five in 14 conference road games, you'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is this dude? And what type of magic wand does he have? All right. So uh, you got to, as much as we were all critical of that week one loss, and we should be critical of that week one loss, you got to hand it to um, Matt Campbell and say, this guy is still doing really good things for this, uh, this program. But Kansas State bites Iowa State again because now you've got an angry Oklahoma team coming to Jack Trice next week, and that is not what Iowa State fans wanted. But they will have about 15,000 fans in that stadium next weekend. So kudos to them for that. Once again, to reset, we're on Periscope. We're on Facebook Live. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Throw in any comments or uh, questions in the Facebook Live or Periscope. We're brought to you by MyBookie. Use the promo code BIG12 at MyBookie.com. You get a 100% deposit bonus right out of the gates. You throw in 100, you get 100. There's no unlocking it. You can use it for college, NFL, whatever you want. Uh, our Big 12 picks are now 8-2 and two this season. They went 3-2 and two yesterday. So we're rolling with our picks against the spread. Uh, game 3 in the Big 12. Oklahoma State beating West Virginia 27-13. This game was closer than the box score indicated. Um, Chuba Hubbard closed it out with that late touchdown at the very end. And Oklahoma State, how about this? Who would have thought Oklahoma State would be defined by its defense 
and its running game. Did anybody see that coming for Oklahoma State? Defense and running game for the Cowboys to define the 2020 season. I guess that's 2020 in a nutshell for you. When Oklahoma State football is being defined by defense and the running game. Uh, You've got strip sack touchdowns to the house from the defense. You've sacked West Virginia five times yesterday. You crushed them in the rushing yards, 203 to 68. Now, the reason earlier I said that Brees Hall may be the best running back in the Big 12 right now, but not the best backfield in the Big 12, that's because the Chuba Hubbard-LD Brown duo, I believe, is the best one-two punch in the Big 12 right now. That's how impressive I am, impressed I am by the one-two punch of Hubbard and L.D. Brown. And, and defenses, I know they lock down on Chuba Hubbard when he's in the game, but they should not, they should not at all think that L.D. Brown is some type of scrub backup for Chuba Hubbard because he is not. That dude is a stud. He is the real deal, and defenses better be prepared for him because you saw him yesterday break off a big touchdown run, had a very good game, and he is just legit. Shane Illingworth at quarterback, the true freshman, was the right call over Spencer Sanders, who's still dealing with the ankle injury. Spencer Sanders is not half the quarterback uh, that he can be if he's not mobile. Let the ankle rest. Shane did just enough, 15 to 21, 139 yards. And that's got to be a nice feeling for Mike Gundy. When you can be like, my quarterback just has to do enough. He only has to throw for 140 yards, and we can beat a solid conference opponent. That's exactly what happened yesterday in this game. And kudos to uh, Mike Gundy. Kudos to Oklahoma State for making the right call. Let the ankle rest for Spencer Sanders. Let him get healthy and know that you have the running game and the defense to win a game like this with a true freshman quarterback. So that's what you needed to know there. And Oklahoma State, the 43 total points that they put up this season are the fewest through two games since 2005. And that is uh, Mike Gundy's first year as head coach of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. For the Mountaineers, there's still some work to be done. There's no doubt about it, but I think this program is trending in the right direction. They were in that game up until late. The offensive line needs work. We know that. Um, But the defense, you know, the defense was pretty solid most of the game. Most of the game. So, especially the pass defense. So, things are building there for Neil Brown. I'm, I'm still giving him plenty of time. Still giving him plenty of time. Uh, let's talk about the fourth game of the day. <laughs> I mean, and this was insane too. Texas and Texas Tech. Longhorns win it 63-56 to in overtime. Let me share this tidbit with you about this game. Texas Tech totally teched it. Texas Tech was up 15 points with three minutes left. According to these statisticians, Texas Tech had a 99.8% chance to win the game. Texas had a 0.2% chance to win the game. 0.2, and they got it done. The onside kick after the touchdown by Texas that the Longhorns recovered, and then they score the touchdown, then they get the two-point conversion. If you are a Tech fan, that was beyond painful. I mean, that was so painful to watch that game if you were a Texas Tech fan. I just, I feel for you right now, Red Raiders fans. I really do. Uh, That is a game that could have defined Matt Wells. He could have gotten that victory. And you look at the last couple of years and the misses, just misses for Tech, whether it was the Kansas loss last year, whether it's this Texas loss. I mean, there have been just some losses where it's either against a team like Kansas that you should beat or a team like, uh, you know, Texas that you're a 18-point underdog against and can't get the win. 
I just I feel for you if you're a Red Raiders fan right now because you have got to be licking your wounds this morning after that game. And you should not have lost it. But it does prove, once again, the Skylar Thompson comment earlier for Kansas State and the Sam Ellinger comment here now, senior leadership at the quarterback position matters. It is valuable. There is a lot of good that comes out of it. So it, it was uh, a good moment for Ellinger, of course. He, uh, According to Tom Herman, he came up to Tom Herman after they went down 15 points and said to him, Coach, they gave us too much time. We're going to win this game. I don't know if anybody believed it, but you know what? Enough people believed it, and he was right. They came back. They won the game, but that was a brutal, brutal loss for Tech. Alan Bowman, three picks. You know, I wonder if the shine has worn off. I'm not having that quarterback whisperer in Cliff Kingsbury anymore. Uh, Alan Bowman hasn't looked the same since Cliff Kingsbury left. I know last year was a shortened season with the injury, but, you know, the guy's throwing deep in the double and triple coverage yesterday. There were no big-time deep plays. I just He doesn't look the same as he did with Cliff Kingsbury at quarterback a couple of years ago. So we'll take once again, we'll take your comments and, um, and questions on Periscope and Facebook Live. I'm trying to keep up as best as I can on both of those platforms. But uh, chime in there, and we'll get to them as quickly as we can here at heartlandcollegesports.com. So really appreciate you guys joining us. Yesterday was just wild for the Big 12. But Texas might have saved the conference. If Texas lost yesterday, I don't know how a Big 12 team would have gotten into the uh, college football playoff because if you look at, at how the conference played here the last you know couple of weeks, they had no big non-conference wins, right? They had just terrible non-conference losses, three losses to Sunbelt teams, and your best non-conference win was what, Texas over UTEP? I mean, it's just, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. So Texas might have saved the Big 12. It's still having a chance of getting in the college football playoff because now with the Big 10 coming back, you know you know that the college football playoff wants a Big 10 team in there. Maybe two SEC teams. I don't know what the Pac-12 is going to look like. ACC, you got Clemson. So there's a lot there. Uh, on Periscope, let's get to this. Pete, Iowa State looked a little better, uh, looked a little better now. They are on ABC Saturday night against Oklahoma at the Jack. Yes, I saw that announced this morning. Iowa State gets the primetime spot on ABC next weekend at home against Oklahoma in front of 15,000 fans. That announcement came down late this past week that uh, Iowa State will allow 15,000 fans into the game on Saturday against Oklahoma. So it's going to be a big spot. But you know what? You would have rather Oklahoma be coming off a win against Kansas State, maybe a little lackadaisical as well, uh, instead of coming off a loss, right? On a Periscope, Oklahoma State's offensive line looked better. Yeah, it did. It did look better. And considering West Virginia's got a really good defense, uh, defensive line especially with the Stills brothers, uh, that was a market improvement for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So good for them getting that win, and they needed that, and they uh, certainly needed to show on the offensive line that they could get things done even more impressively. So that was a big deal for them. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Last but not least, Baylor taking on Kansas and taking care of business against the Jayhawks. And it was Kansas getting on the board first in this game, by the way. So KU goes to true freshman Jalen Daniels at quarterback. And I'll tell you what, I've got no problem with this kid playing quarterback based on what I saw. He wasn't great in a 47-14 loss. But KU got on the board first. He's got some nice zip on the ball. And you know what? Based on what you saw from Thomas McVitie and Miles Kendrick, just just go with the true freshman. This is a year where Kansas is playing a lot of young guys. 
They're playing a lot of young guys because, uh, you know, a lot of guys graduated, and Les Miles is doing the right thing by building a program with high school players, not trying to do stopgap JUCO guys. We've seen that tried for 10 years at KU. It's failed every time. So he's doing the right thing, going the route of using true high school players, building them, growing them, and letting them do their thing. And that is the right way to do it for Les Miles. But it means that this year is going to be ugly. So if it's going to be ugly, then you know what? Let these kids get their reps in and let them learn on the fly. And that's what they did with Jalen Daniels here uh, yesterday. And I have no problem at all with Daniels being the guy under center moving forward. But Baylor was just too much. Treston Ebner, I mean, you want to just call it the Treston Ebner game? Uh, seriously, might as well just do it. I mean, he was that good for Baylor. The guy had what? I, I, unbelievable, the game that he had. He had, what, four touchdowns in this game yesterday? Uh, he was incredible for the Baylor Bears. Someone asking here if Ebner's a Heisman front runner. Uh, let's pump the brakes on Treston Ebner being a Heisman guy just now. All right. Uh, Pete, is the Baylor win impressive or is KU that bad? Baylor O-line should get better with three starters not playing. I mean, I, I can't at this point, based on what I've seen from Kansas, say it's an impressive win. I think that Baylor did what it was supposed to do. I picked them to cover the 17-point spread. I thought that spread was too low um, in this game for this team. But I, I can't say it's impressive. I just I can't do that right now. Uh, but they did what they were supposed to do. And it's the first time we saw Dave Aranda as the head coach of the Baylor Bears. First time we saw this team out without Matt Rule. And you know what? There you go. Uh, that's where we're at right now with this Baylor team. But certainly a win that they were supposed to get, an impressive victory, and you like what you saw from this uh, from this Baylor Bears team. You worry about Charlie Brewer, though, man. He took another hit. He left the game. You worry about his head. But overall, um, if he can if he can just hang in there and stay healthy, I believe Baylor's a team that a lot of us have been overlooking throughout the offseason. I've been saying that now for a couple of weeks. And that defense looked really solid, as you would expect under Dave Aranda, even with some key players gone from last year. And the offense is going to continue to just perform, perform really well. You got Brewer, Lovett, Ebner. I mean, you know, you got a good slew of upperclassmen guys that you can rely on for this Baylor Bears team. So there's a lot there to like, and it's going to be an ugly year for Kansas. I mean, I, I'd be shocked at this point if KU wins a game. I seriously think they're looking at 0-10 right in the face. But you know what? 0-10 might actually be the start of a rebuild. I'd rather go 0-10 and build this thing back up to get to maybe four or five wins in three years than try to get two or three wins every year with a bunch of JUCO players, all right? Uh, let's see here. We got Tim is on Facebook. Uh, at the end of the day, OU is going to be fine. We sing this tune once a year. People who box score watched throughout thought Rattler didn't play well. He'll be totally fine. OU will be fine. That being said, that was the most inexplicable and hard-to-imagine choke jobs I've ever seen. Uh, absolutely on the ladder, Tim. Absolutely on the ladder. I, I think Rattler's going to be fine, too. I thought he looked a little shaky in those last couple of drives as K-State was coming back. But overall, I, I don't think this team lost because of Spencer Rattler, but I do think there were moments when, you know, senior leadership from a guy like a Hertz, a Mayfield, or a Murray would have shown its face, and it did not when you've got a redshirt freshman uh, at quarterback. Pete, OU will lose back-to-back -back games. It'll happen this weekend up at the Jack. Uh, you know what? Let's let's see. you got an angry Oklahoma team, all right? So take it easy there. Don't, don't get uh, too overconfident, Iowa State fans, okay? Don't get too overconfident. That's all I'm going to say.
I would not want an angry Lincoln Riley team coming to my town anytime soon, okay? All right. Uh, I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly. The show is heartlandcollegesports.com, of course. Our, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. If you're on the podcast, leave us a rating, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously. Continue to build the show. We've got free Heartland College Sports koozies for you. If you do that, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get the koozie in the mail for you. And we're brought to you by mybookie.ag or mybookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. Get a 100% deposit bonus no questions asked. They give you that 100% right out of the gates and um, use it for college, the NFL, our Big 12 picks right into this season against the spread. So get on it, guys. Appreciate you, Periscope. Appreciate you, Facebook Live. We'll be up on YouTube and the podcast as well. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you midweek in our podcast. You can only get it there, and we'll see you then. Thanks so much.